I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. This is a Lip Media Podcast. Hey, chickens. We are still reacting to the Paul McGann Eighth Doctor movie. The only movie, the only episode he's ever done, apart from the three-minute thing for the 50th anniversary. Um, How does everyone feel about it? Lario, my friend with the espresso, uh, ristretto, amaretti. I'm just, no, I can't stop saying Italian words, Adam. Um, you know, speaking of saying Italian words, I used to, <laughs> I used to do this terrible impression of Anthony Kalia, um, where I would sing the prayer uh, in the style of Anthony Kalia and just say the, my favourite Italian dishes. <laughs> So it's just like ravioli, lasagna, parmigiana, cement. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why I would do that, but that's the only Italian I remember is the names of things on <laughs> from the menu. Uh, anyway, Ilario says it's not great. It's not horrible. It's just meh. But it being the only bit of classic Who that was new by the time I was old enough to watch or remember it, I welcomed it. I had only seen McCoy and Ace reruns and the odd older ones the ABC showed. Oh, so young people, this is their first Doctor Who. That is exciting, Ilaria. That must make it like... I mean, for me, I have a lot of fond memories of it, even though it's a mess. Because, like you say, it's... I was an adult. I could afford to buy a videotape, uh, a VHS, <laughs> with my own money that I earned. Um, what was I doing in '96? I would have been at writing school, I think, uh, at RMIT. Um, so yeah, I like I watched it a lot, and it was the only new Doctor Who in forever, and it was flawed and a mess. But hey. It was Doctor Who. Uh, Ken Moss from the Exton Moss podcast, like with Dr. Simon, uh, says the plot is as weak as uncooked spaghetti, <laughs> but it's amazing to look at. Best ever TARDIS and Paul McGann 
instantly became my favourite Doctor to this day. Oh, bless you, Ken. Uh, yeah, I do. I do love McGann's Doctor. I just he is a delight. He is, you know, I feel like this the script doesn't service him well, but he has had done plenty of amazing episodes since. Uh, Eddie says uh, it's a masterpiece, which is affected by an American production. Uh, the story is very easy for newbies from the 90s to get into. The actoring in it needs an award, but the biggie of the room is the half-human side plot. Um, yes, but I think, like I, I had told you, I've seen this... I've, Several times, hundreds probably. And to, this was the first time I ever heard him mention that he could change species when he is regenerating, which feels like a little get out of jail free clause um, for the whole half human thing because it's not really come up since. I mean, there's a lot of things in Doctor Who that's not come up since and no one cares. Um, <laughs> like the fact that the war machines called him Doctor Who. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> Scotty says, Paul is great, everything else not. Uh, Maddie said, I enjoyed the movie. I don't know why people got up in arms about it. Uh, there were plenty of opinions about the Eric Roberts master. Adela said he's so extravagant. <laughs> um, Doctor says it introduced one of the masters that still kind of confuses me, especially after the two masters. Uh, oh, which is a great audio play if you uh, ever want to listen to it. Um, Luke says, I've always loved how he portrayed his version of the master. It's one of my favourites. And he is fantastic in the audio ventures with the other masters. He still has that big camp feel about him and still dresses for the occasion. <laughs> Uh, Nairi says, the master, I love you like a son. Kiss, also the master. Bang, you're dead. Um, yeah, that's a difficult relationship to get across, isn't it? I mean, it happened years later, like when, when Missy offed Osgood on the plane and we were like, what? How could you? And you're like, oh, yeah, that's what the master does. The master killed Aunt Vanessa. The master kills people. Like, we just, he's so or she, depending which one we're watching. Um, the character is so compelling, you kind of forget that they are a homicidal maniac. Uh, so, yes. Um, here is one of my favourite uh, comments about Paul McGann uh, in <laughs> the lovely Geraldine Quinn. Uh, if you don't know uh, Geraldine, she is a, a great singer-songwriter, cabaret artist, comedian. She'd been on Whovians a few times. Um, but she uh, said, I had a hot Paul McGann dream last night and I'm blaming Adam Richard for this and when I say blame I also mean thank <laughs> Geraldine lives alone with her dog um, <laughs> Jake says I loved the second half of the film the first half was rather slow the 8th Doctor audiobooks are a lot better oh my god Paul McGann at Big Finish, like uh, Colin Baker, has had this rich, rich life. Uh, so many amazing stories. Some great. One of my favourite ever Big Finish uh, episodes is from. Oh, I'm trying to think. Was it whether it's a Doom Coalition or a, I don't think it's a Ravenous. Uh, anyway, it's one. It's just like a small little story with Liv and Helen, who are played by Nicola Walker and Hattie Morahan, and they are the best companions. Like they're such a great TARDIS team. Like it's also three of the best actors working in Britain today. All just happily going along, recording these amazing audios. Uh, but yeah, it's one where. They're getting phone calls from the past or things that may not have... I can't even remember, but it's beautiful. It's just a beautifully written and performed piece of work and 
Yeah, it's just oh, it's wonderful. So yeah, the the Eighth Doctor box sets, also the Eighth Doctor stories with Lucy Miller, and I'm not a huge fan of the Charlie ones, but there's still some great stuff in there. Um, you know, some of them fall into the weird weird category, like the like the new adventures where just they're trying to fit too many things in and you're just like just just one plot just one plot it's probably fine um, anyway uh which would be you know one plot would be more than the tv movie had uh anyway <laughs> yeah the doc the the eighth doctor audios are amazing uh tom says i love it to bits it has its weirdness but mcgann is a fabulous choice for the doctor thank goodness we have big finish audios yes uh, agree 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 there needs to be more of him i know i kind of and i i remember thinking i wish he was in the day of the doctor 50th anniversary special but i totally agree with what stephen moffat said which was he's such a great doctor and he's so kind of joyous and fun that making him depressed over the time war would have kind of ruined the character and I'm like yes thank you for respecting a character like that I think it's wonderful um, uh, also speaking of all of the McGann stories that there are out in the world I have to apologise to Sue for freaking her out with my 8th Doctor Dalek dollies because uh, it's an eighth, it's a Paul McGann Dalek, Doctor and a Dalek from the comic story uh, Children of the Revolution and it's Dalek Alpha who I think is meant to be a character from the Patrick Troughton's story, Evil of the Daleks. Anyway, it's the Doctor Who monthly comic and they are great. Scott Gray's writing, Martin Garrity's art. Like, it is a really nice strain of of uh, adventures for the Paul McGann Doctor. So, yeah, they, they just were so incredible. Uh, if you can find the, the graphic novel versions of them, they came out in these great big fat versions, but they're like about 50 bucks each, so... Maybe if they've got them at your library, go and see if you've, they've got them at your library. Because um, <laughs> they're really expensive. Uh, now, a couple of very interesting uh, comments came through in in my DMs. Sliding into my DMs. Thanks, James. Thanks, Adam. Uh, James says, dump the intro and the McCoy bits and set them aside for later. Start with Amazing Grace and the emergency summons to the hospital. So we have a familiar hospital drama that escalates to something weird. And then some version of the opening scenes can be used in flashback. The rest of the story rolls on from there. That is a really interesting idea, James. I mean... Essentially, Paul McGann does say all those things that are in the opening again later on. So it's not like we needed to hear it the first time. Uh, also, Adam says, you are 100% right about the flaws of the McGann movie. Thank you. Thank you, Adam. Uh, that's not me, Adam. That's another Adam. I'm not just agreeing with myself. Uh, but he <laughs> but he loves it anyway. He says, when your brand is a bit crap, there's no wrong way to be a bit crap. So it all works perfectly. <laughs> So basically what he's saying is this dreadful car chase through Vancouver <laughs> and, uh, and the Snotmaster is is essentially the American version of the bubble wrap hands and egg carton uh, set dressings. I totally agree. Um, now, both Adam and James have asked if I would watch one of the Peter Cushing Dalek movies on this podcast, and I would love to. Uh, I always love them because, you know, for a while they were the only ones you could get from the video shop, so I've watched them a lot. Um, Adam also wants me to watch Scream of the Shulker. Oh, I haven't considered doing requests on this podcast. And the next one I'm going to do is, because we've been into the Eye of Harmony in this TARDIS, I'm going to go into another Eye of Harmony in another TARDIS. Well, the same TARDIS, the same Eye of Harmony, same TARDIS. Uh, it's Journey 
to the centre of the TARDIS with Matt Smith and Jenna Coleman as the 11th Doctor and Clara from Series 7. So uh, that will be our next one. Now, before we go, Adam has read the 8th Doctor novel by Gary Russell and given us a breakdown so we don't have to read it. He says, The novel does a great job of unpicking the strange preamble of the movie, recasting the Master's execution by the Daleks as a failed escapade. And his last request for the Doctor to return his ashes to Gallifrey is a telepathic call for help that sends the Doctor off on an unseen adventure and which is actually a scheme by the Master to escape and scam another regeneration from the Doctor. It also unpicks the Snot Monster as a short-term psychic host to enable the regeneration-stealing scheme. Oh! Finally, it has a lovely bit about the Doctor redecorating the TARDIS to explain the new set. It's a wonderful example of the lovely retconning and gap-filling that the novels have always done. I bought the novel on a whim with no plans to ever read it, but you inspired me to, and I'm so glad I did. Oh, and thank you, Adam, for giving us that breakdown of what's different and what's better and what's changed. You are a delight. Everyone is a delight. Thank you so much. Uh, So, Matt Smith, our first Matt Smith adventure. Oh, my God. I hated season seven. Am I going to like it now? 